brother. This is right here is the future of wings and nipples. You can call us the new wing order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a drop kicking buffalo chicken taco, then a vegan friendly avocado taco, then Memphis's only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the new wing order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-ops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high-five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. And we are here another Saturday morning. Of course, Kevin Cerrito is not here. Kevin Cerrito is never here, actually. And this is Anthony Sane again from the Memphis Flyer. I got my friend with me, Jonathan Marshall. Uh, I'm about to say the wrong station, Lord Jesus. But please don't. I'm going to let you introduce yourself there, John. Jonathan Marshall, uh, sports slash news slash slash uh, anchor slash everything slash traffic slash weather now. For what uh, station? Fox 13. Fox 13, there it is. I just know you is one of the few black dudes at Grizzly Games. So that's, that's, that's true. That's why I know you from. That's big. I just don't know where station you were. We, so, we, we, we stick out. Right, so Fox 13, <laughs> there it is. I got my man, Jonathan Marshall. Jonathan, uh, I, I didn't say your last name wrong, too. So. <laughs> it's all good. Hold on, hold on. Get, I'm going to get you right. This is my guy. I'm going to throw it off. I got a lot of stuff coming at me this morning. I'm always throwing it off, though. But Jonathan Morris with my friends across the, across, not across the glass. From I got Max Vincent across the glass. So, Max, what's going on, man? What up, man? Man, it's good to see you, brother. Good, good to be seen. Last time I saw you, Max, we scared the bejesus out of you on the parking lot. And Max was reminded that he is in Hickory Hood on, on, on Hickory a couple Saturdays ago. Yeah, we were already inside the building. And we, we opened the door, and Max was like, why is somebody in the building? Man. 
Yeah, he saw six six three black dude coming out the door, and his initial response was not. Max ain't know what to do. Yeah, he was look, looking bad. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we're here on a Saturday morning. Props to Chris and Jessica who just wrapped up. I listened to some of what they were saying on the way, mm-hmm. but we have a, a pretty good show planned today. We have uh, a good friend and mentor of mine, Kelly Evans from the Undefeated, is going to come in in a few minutes. She's going to jump in with us. Uh, also going to have my guy Ace McGee. Uh, he's got a, a pro pro am league that he's starting in Memphis. Well, actually, th- I think this is the second season of it. But he has a pro am league that he has here. Uh, people from Memphis are familiar with the Bluff City Classic. Uh, it's something similar to that in that same vein. He's going to come in in the second half of the second hour. He's going to come in and talk about what he's doing with that. I'm really excited to talk to talk to him. Plus, of course, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about uh, the Grizzlies, the draft coming up. New coach Taylor Jenkins was introduced. I had a I had a viral question. No, I'm just like, I ain't go viral. I, I like that question. That was good. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh yeah, we're gonna talk about that as well. <laughs> but uh Max Vincent, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm all good. What what were your initial uh thoughts on let's talk about let's talk about the coaching hire first. Are, are you gonna pretend like you know who this guy is or are you just gonna blend in with Who is this? he again? Uh <laughs> always a guy that's just like them, an Ivy League guy. Right. It's a very smart guy that got Taylor Jenkins. Uh, I want to say he went to Penn, I think. UPenn. Yeah, yeah, University of Penn. So he fits right in with the, the dynamic that they have there. A uh, bunch of smart guys. Yeah, a bunch of smart guys. Um, here's where I am on all this. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I think it's not going to work because I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't have a crystal ball. And if I, if I did, I'd be doing something much more uh, lucrative than, than telling you if the Grizzlies coach is going to be good or not. Um, we don't really know much about him as far as what he will do on this side of the bench, sitting in the in in the head chair, sitting in the big seat. Um, but I was a little disturbed to see how much he was about to cry at the press conference. <laughs> I'll be honest, no no judging, uh, Jonathan Marshall, but <laughs> to see uh to see a grown man uh, breaking down with no tears coming out of his face, just having several breakdowns. It was an emotional time for him. <sighs> <laughs> you don't want to see that from your coach. It's, it's, you. it's, it's 30 coaching jobs in the NBA. I've never seen a guy get emotional like that at a press conference. I haven't seen that either. Now, I'm not saying that there's, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with human emotion, but I'm, I'm a little worried about that guy as far as, is that is this guy going to be the guy who can, you know, lead men? That's 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 the thing I'm worried. That that kind of came up as a red flag. Like I get it. I get the, the humbleness. I get the, the, the size of the moment. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I was kind of. Are you talking about for an opening introduction for yeah, a coach? Yeah. Remember we had, we, we had Dave Yeager cry. <laughs> Dave Yeager cried. Yeah, Yeager and, cried you know, on the introductory? No, no, no. He cried uh, on his way out the door. When, they, when they had all the injured players. Yeah. Oh. And he also was being like super shady and like throwing shade on his way out the door uh, in that press conference too. Because people who kind of knew the situation knew that he was dropping, he was throwing shade while crying on the podium. Wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So that's, okay. that's a whole other story. Okay. But, um, See, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of throwing some shots because if you go back and watch that video, you go back back and watch the Dave Yeager crying video. Like he's giving props to guys, like, but he's giving props to like everyone except for Zebo and Tony. Like he's giving props to like Vince Carter and Matt really? Barnes and like you know guys that he was kind of riding for, but Dang. he didn't get he didn't really say anything about Tony and Zach. Like it, it was something else he said that was shady. I just can't remember what it was. Just a shady guy overall. Yeah, know. just a weird dude, Dave Yeager. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I get I get all the things that he that, that are on his resume that he was the assistant coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. He wasn't the number one coach. He wasn't the lead assistant, but he was 
pretty. They would say he's pretty much over the offense. Mm-hmm. The Bucks had a great offense. They were tops in the league and uh, a lot of advanced stats, uh, points per game, three pointers attempted made, things like that. They were at the top of the league. Mm-hmm. I get all of that, but it has to be a concern if if he'll be able to actually lead the team on his own because it's because anytime you hear a situation when they say a guy's a player's coach, it kind of concerns me because that comes off as the guy that they're throwing towels on more so than the guy that they're going to respect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because um, it's easy to be a player's coach when you're not the, the when you're not the lead when you're not the head coach, and when you're not even the you know number two coach. Though it's easy to be that guy, but it, you just wonder: Is he a guy that do I particularly want Jared and Ja to be on the friendship level with their coaches? They come up together because right. you're asking your coach and your young players to mature together. You understand right. what I'm saying? And that's something that Memphis had in a Lionel Hollins. I'm not trying to say that I endorse Lionel Hollins to be coach. Mm-hmm. But he was the perfect coach for this situation. Yes, he yes he struggled as far as development goes, but he was good for Mike Conley and young Marcus All as far as taking them from being young, inexperienced players to men. Right. That's something that Lionel Hollins was good at, and I'm I'm wondering will Taylor Jenkins be able to do that? Now I know that he ha- does have um, adult sons. I don't really know the ins and outs of, ins and outs of his family dynamic, but I know that he does have adult sons. Mm-hmm. So I I see that he can. Produce men, you know what I mean? But that's still uh, still to be determined, yeah. actually, uh, as far as that goes. Um, well, you were there. You were there yeah. right beside me. And, and anytime we're in anything, we we take looks at each other, trying to make each other laugh. <laughs> so that, that's what we do. Right. And right. Everything's serious. We try to get the other one to laugh. Right. So uh, what were some of your opinions of what you saw? Um, the crying definitely stood out. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. It was, wasn't ready for the crying. I felt kind of awkward myself. Yeah, I was like, do I need to get this brother a tissue? Do I need to laugh at this dude? Or do I need to... It was an awkward sort of yeah, like emotional was... sort of outburst. Because no tears it came was, out. Yeah, it, was, it was like, what's it, going on? It was kind of like, uh, it's like when babies, I have a son that's five. I remember when he was like a few months old, he yeah. would kind of half laugh, half cry. And it was like was this like, weird thing the babies do. I didn't know what to make out of yeah. it. He had, he had his papers, you know, he was he had his speech, you know, yeah. ready to go. Um, it, it was cute, you know, thanking everybody. Mm. Um, that aside, look, we don't we don't know. Um, and obviously in this situation, they interviewed a bunch of assistant coaches and they were all going to be unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I do know. Um, he has a background when it comes to working with the Spurs, working with the Bucks, mm-hmm. organizations that, you know, have shown that they can evaluate talent and, adve- and develop talent. Right. And that's the biggest thing for me when you're in this rebuild situation, especially for the Grizzlies. You got to have that ability to evaluate talent in all parts of the draft, even in an undrafted pool, uh, the summer league pool, what have you. And then once you have those guys, can you develop them? So if he's a player development guy, kudos for that. But as far as, like you said, leaders of men, um, in-game adjustments, uh, rotations, that remains to be seen. That's the biggest thing that I'm looking at right. because as a Sixers supporter, I'm, I'm from the Philadelphia area, we had a guy named by the name of Brett Brown that some Grizzlies fans wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to—I didn't understand that because I, I feel like Brett Brown is a player developmental guy. He's a player's coach. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, guys—I don't feel like guys like Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, I feel like they can—they've run over him. They right. don't respect him I was to about a certain to ask level. You um, I feel like— you know, he's done a great job developing guys like T.J. McConnell. Guy, I've seen guys, Robert Covington, get better under Brett Brown. But when it comes to in-game rotations, adjustments, he's he, he gets sorely outcoached, sorely outcoached. And I feel like those guys do not respect him, and it's evident. It's evident. And so I wonder if that'll be the same situation here. Another Brett Brown, another guy who's come from that San Antonio Spurs tree, mm-hmm, right. um, who, who was, you know, hyped up as a player developmental guy. And I feel like... Philly has reached a ceiling with Brett Brown. So is Taylor Jenkins that type of guy? I don't know. Let's. I, I'm, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach. Everything is unknown now. Everything is unknown. 
Well, I'm glad that you brought up that you're uh, you're a Philly fan. I mm-hmm. totally forgot about that mm-hmm. that you're from that area. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, like 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 there are a lot of people in Memphis who thought that Brett Brown is the type of coach we that we would need, and you're you're saying things that are similar red flags to uh, to the, the things that I'm worried about as far as with Taylor Jenkins goes. Like I said, I, I've I've seen the credentials. I've I've seen um, his resume, and but the thing is, no one can say. That when JB Bickerstaff was fired, you know what? I think we need to get that Taylor Jenkins guy, who who's the third assistant coach on the Bucks bench. Like no one was saying it. So, it, it, in hindsight, basically to to act like you know something about him or there's something good about him, I think it's kind of weird. It's expected, of right. course, because you know that's kind of what people, especially guys in the media, that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, I'm down for it because I, I, as far as inexperienced guys I understand why they would get someone like that because. He like I, like in the article I wrote for the Memphis Flyer, he um he matches the DNA, he matches the culture of the guys they have, uh, the young, smart, innovative guys. You got a super young owner, one of the youngest owners in the league, uh, one of the youngest GMs, and uh, Zach Kleiman, um, one of the youngest players. You got a guy like Tayshawn Prince who just recently retired. You got him in your front office, and now you got this guy in uh, Taylor Jenkins who also fits that mold of what they're doing. Uh, but we'll pick up this conversation a little bit more uh, later on. I have a guest who's about to come on. This is a good friend of mine. Her name is Kelly Evans from The Undefeated. Kelly, what is going on this Saturday morning? Hey, hey, what's happening? Kelly, it's good, so good to hear you on the other end of this radio. Ah, good to be on. I'm glad you guys um, invited me. And and before uh, before we go on, uh, I'm about to pull a real Taylor Jenkins right now, getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> don't, make, don't, don't make it awkward though. Yeah. <laughs> About it. Did, did you see the press conference Saturday? I mean, did you see the press conference? Uh, what was that? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday, yeah. Kelly, did I you? did. Okay. I did. All right. So you say you did or you didn't? I did. Okay. Because, you know, you, you've moved to uh, D.C. now, so your, uh, your, uh, your lingo has changed a little bit. I couldn't really catch what you were saying, you know. <laughs> but yeah. But, you people in D.C. would totally say the opposite. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. They say, they say you still are Kelly Southern girl, huh? Yeah, they're right. like, "Are you from the country <laughs> <laughs> or another country?" <laughs> right. So uh, before we get started, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, Kelly Evans is a tremendous mentor of mine. Everything that I do, as far as writing, podcasting, radio, anything I do, Kelly is probably ninety nine percent of the reason why I do it. Um, I can call about anything. She's she's put me in positions I really shouldn't be in, and uh, yeah, but but. <laughs> That, 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 there it is. That's it. True. That's, what it That's, is. That's the Taylor All Jenkins the card. Hard work is his. I'm just there as his sounding board. No, I will not take credit for your hard work. But yeah, but uh, but thank you though, Kelly. I almost got emotional. I'm gonna pull the real the live Taylor Jenkins on the radio just then. <laughs> but yeah, but Kelly, tell us tell us more about the uh, undefeated. Uh, a lot of people have misconceptions about the undefeated. They think it's, it's strictly about minorities in sports. I know that you guys do more. Tell us more about the undefeated and what you do uh, for them. Well, the undefeated is the intersection of race, sports, and culture. Mm -hmm. So we talk about items or stories that everyone may or may not be talking about. And if we do talk about what everyone else is saying, we try to bring a different perspective from the norm. Mm -hmm. And no, it's just not this all-black site, although a lot of our content is heavily concentrated toward minority players. But we also have a lot of stories on players who aren't minorities, but players who can give a good perspective about minority right. athletes, such as Dirk Nowitzki mm-hmm. and other players of such. So, um, 
Yeah, and I am an editor, writer, and producer for the site. I write and edit their uplift content, and that's content that goes beyond the court, talks about some of the good things that players do. And I produce a weekly show called The Undefeated Roundtable, and it will have a new name soon. So check it out. Well, that's, it all sounds amazing, Kelly. I know you named, uh, you said that they have, um, you guys have stories that feature athletes that may not be minorities but can speak on minority situations. I know you guys did one on Dirk Nowitzki, who's married to a black uh, a black lady, and also on um, Kyle Corver, who uh, has had who could vouch for some of the inequalities that are in the league. And I, I think I read both of those articles. Both of those were great. Uh, is there anything that you've written lately that you want to talk about uh, that's on the website? Um, well, mostly I've written a lot about um, our players who are retired. So I really like to do the next chapter stories to mm-hmm. find out what players are doing, to find out what they've been into. But just recently I had a series that just won an award called Faith in Sports. And it's actually on the intersection of how religion plays a big part in some athletes' lives. Wow, so okay. we featured um, Deion Sanders, who talked about becoming saved after his suicide attempt. We spoke with Monty Williams, who talked about how it's faith in God that keeps him grounded after the wife, the death of his late wife. So, um, yeah, check that out. It went on for three months last year, every Sunday, but it's still going strong. Hey, Kelly, this is Jonathan. Um one hey, of those, how, how are you? I'm good. How you like in DC? I'm actually um I'm from I'm from the Philadelphia area, so I'm very familiar up there. So how how is DC treating you? First off, I love DC. It's wonderful. Um, the traffic has still taken three years to get used to, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it. I like the option that we can have a metro or subway system. Right. So. That helps with navigating the city. But it's a growing city. Gentrification mm-hmm. is taking over, be yeah. it good or bad. But um, it's good to see some change in the city. But it's sad to see some change in the city at the same time. But they're really, really big on preserving the city's culture, like with go-go music mm-hmm. and just some of the um, historic neighborhoods and Howard University is mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, shout out to the DMV for sure. So what, one of the stories that I re- that recently caught my eye on the undefeated, uh, talking about Steph Curry still being dissed and uh, he doesn't fit the stereotype of NBA greatness. Um, what's... I guess, what's your take on that? You know, Which story is it? Um, Steph Curry. Why is Steph Curry still dissed so much uh, and how he doesn't fit the stereotype of NBA greatness? I know he's impacted the yeah. game so much. Um, do, you, do you feel like he doesn't fit that stereotype? And, you know, just, just what's your take on that? I don't feel like it. I have a different take on it because that narrative almost represents the same narrative and the issues that we've had in Memphis, how we don't fit the norm and we are not a basketball city and we're not a good team, you know, and our ups and downs are different from the Lakers ups and downs. You know, when we have downs, we're totally ignored about it. So for me, Steph doesn't have to to fall into that narrative because he's already proven that he's a superstar athlete. You know, he's kept, he's always, stayed healthy. He doesn't get into any trouble. He is, um, he's a machine, you know, and you have ups and downs. It's just life. So yes, Steph doesn't have, in my opinion, Steph doesn't have to fit into anything. You know, I see, of course, I see the concept of the story and why that's being said, 
around why that's the talk around the league, around the sports world, but Steph, he doesn't have to fit into any box, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, Kelly, um, just kind of piggybacking off the whole Steph Curry thing, uh, the NBA Finals just wrapped up. Uh, Marcus Gasol got his first championship. Mark is a pseudo Memphian, so to speak, which has been a <laughs> been a constant debate <laughs> around the city of Memphis. Um, someone like you, Kelly, because a lot of people in Memphis know that you write for the undefeated, but they may not know that you were here writing for the Tri State Defender from day one, uh, pretty much with the Grizzlies, way back in the, in the teal, uh, white, red, and teal days, uh, back when they were inside the pyramid. Um, is there, is there a side of Mark or a Marcus All story that you remember from the early days that you'd like to share with us now? Your Marcus Fall, yeah, Mark is a really funny guy. You know, he is he's a, he embodied Memphis culture. He embodied the culture of his team and the culture of his teammates. And the thing about me is I really listen to my guys when I'm covering them. And mm-hmm. I listen to some of the offbeat moments that are not always about the game and sports. You know, I really like to engage them on what they're doing. So Mark's a funny guy. And he and Zach were like two peas in the pod. But I remember one particular locker room game when um, someone asked Zach, one of the um, media media people asked Zach about some new car he had gotten because Zach was really into cars. Mm-hmm. And basically older school cars, you know, kind of rebuilding them. Mm-hmm. So someone asked Zach a question that wasn't about um, the game. It was about his cars. And he had just gotten a, an all-white car. I forgot what it was. It may have been Yo Gotti's car that he purchased. I really can't remember. Mm-hmm. But when they asked about it, they would always tease me because I wasn't so up on some of the pop culture so Mark was like, you hadn't seen Zach's car? And I was like, no. And Mark just started quoting the song All White Everything. And I thought that was <laughs> the funniest thing in life. You know, he's just a good guy. He's a doster, but he's super serious about his craft. So I just remember those times that he honestly opened up his life to us as media people about things that weren't, you know, going on off the court. So I appreciate him being that family guy and just watching him evolve into that into that family guy was really neat so right and that's another thing about mark like you know um i participate in a lot of pretty fun debates on twitter about mark as far as how memphis is he and all those type of things and regardless of where you want to debate of whether he's from here or classify him as a memphian or whether he classifies himself as a memphian or whatever you have to definitely admit that he's he was influenced by this city probably like none other whether you were implant or not as far as right. uh, Mark is concerned. Um, he absolutely was. Uh, another thing uh, I'm sure that you'd be able to speak on, uh, We had I had Sharon Brown on with me um, of uh, All Heart and Hoop City, who also has yeah. done some writing with you guys. And she talked about uh, just a lot of inequality in sports as far as uh, women goes. And she she can also speak from a from a from another um, way of looking at it that you can also speak from it as well, not only being a woman, but also being a uh, a woman of color, African-American woman in media. Um, would you like to speak on that as far as, uh, do you think that's about, do you think think that actually exists? Do you think that's something that's valid? Or do you think that's, or some people like to say that if, if there were more uh, African-American women or women in, in the pool to pull from or whatever, there would be more. Uh, what's, what's your take on it? I'm a champion of women of all color, period. But mm-hmm. I've watched black women evolve and do some phenomenal things in sports and politics and mm-hmm. in the workforce and in the community. 
So, yeah, I think if women were afforded more opportunities in male-dominated, in a male-dominated landscape, you would absolutely see some changes. And specifically, women of color, you know, when you dwindle down, even in the locker room, when you dwindle down women, then you look at women of color, it's almost mm-hmm. a handful of women of color that you see in NBA locker rooms, and that's the same for NFL and definitely the same for MLB. And you just can't tell me that there are a handful of female beat reporters in the United States that will mm-hmm. cover sports. You know, I just can't see that being an option. But, yeah, um, I've been on the end of some of those um, trials and some of the tribulations mm-hmm. with um, in in a blooming career, I didn't have a traditional career, so I've been in it. I understand it, and I look forward to that narrative changing. And Kelly, anyone who knows me uh, from Twitter knows that I was the probably the the only leader, but one of the leaders of the Kelly Evans for Memphis Grizzlies sideline reporter uh, campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was not doing that. <laughs> no, I was not getting in front of the camera. I am way yeah, too it's not too late. That, and that's why I'm messing <laughs> with you too. I am way too southern. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm messing with you about that too because I know that you are a camera shy, so I, I knew that you would Dang. never do it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but Kelly, what is your, what's your take on um, what Penny Hardaway is doing? I know that you you're a native Memphian. You remember Penny when he played here. Uh, in high school and in college, uh, and, of course, in the NBA as well. What's your take on what Penny's doing here uh, as far as the Tigers are concerned? So I was only three when Penny was playing. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I, was like, no I don't think that's right. <laughs> I started doing some math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, talking about oh, yeah, my bad. Penny yeah. played in high school. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was only two when Penny played in high school. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I was not two. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to play and along you're with absolutely you. absolutely right. <laughs> Not that I would um, know Penny because I'm far, far much younger than him. Right. Totally kidding. But um, on a serious note, I'm really, really proud to see him back at his alma mater. Um, I wrote a couple of stories about that. I wrote about um, his East High School ties and the students there, the student athletes there. And I also wrote about his first, when he first um, took the job over at Memphis. So, I think it's a good move, and the recruiting class that he has is even better. So I'm happy to see what he's doing, and I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do in the future. So it's just an exciting time for University of Memphis basketball. So, so I believe um, blue, and yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> so will you, be, will you be coming to town for uh, some of the games, Kelly? Yeah, I look to come to town. I'm sure it will be more personal than work, but yeah, right. I'm sure I will be. But um, it depends on how in-depth the undefeated or even ESPN will get on the college basketball front, you know, especially the University of Memphis front. So um, all eyes are on the program, and that's a good thing for us. So we're excited about it. Well, like I said, you know I do a lot of talking, but I promise you I got that Penny Hardaway story. It's coming. That, that pitch that I got is coming. Pitch. Pit and pitch. Pitching. <laughs> I just got to keep pitching until I hit. Huh? Just, yeah. Yes, keep pitching. We need a lot of college basketball material. We welcome it. So, right. yeah. Well, uh, Kelly, real fast before you let you go, uh, the NBA draft is coming up this Thursday. Are you going to be in town? Are you going to be in Memphis for the draft? No, I won't be in Memphis. I will be in D.C. I was supposed to be in Atlanta, but this year I will not be spending draft day with the Grizzlies. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I was I was going to invite you to our draft party if you were coming, but uh, you won't. Uh-huh. Right, you you won't be here, but it's all good. Me and Cerrito, actually, uh, me, uh, my co-host for my podcast, Cam Rose and Cerrito, we're doing a draft party together. So you you're, you're invited if things change. Facetime me in. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, real fast. Who 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 should the Grizzlies take at number two before we end before we end the, uh, the interview? I'm not saying because they told me I was a jinx. So I'm not wow. saying. I'm not, I'm Are you not a jinx? Saying. I'm not saying. Wow. I'm not mentioning it. So, so it's your fault they drafted the beat. <laughs> no. <laughs> that still that still hurts. <laughs> it does. Okay. But <laughs> that was not my fault, but okay. I am not saying. <laughs> All right, Kevin, we appreciate you. We'll uh I'll def- whenever I'm on, I'll definitely have you on again soon. Uh, no, Please, thanks for, I love to come on. I enjoy you. We got to we got to get you live in the studio one of these weekends. You you come up here. I know. Next time I'm home, I'll see if I can coordinate that. Yeah, even if I'm not hosting, I'm, I'm had to jump on with Cerrito. Me, you, and Cerrito in this joint. Cool. All I right. look forward to it. Well, that sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. All right thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. And that was uh, Kelly Evans from the Undefeated. We're about to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to have my guy Ace McGee on. We're going to talk about the Ace League, which is coming soon to the city of Memphis. We're about to take a break, and we'll see you guys in a minute. It's Cerrito Live. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the New Wing Order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. And Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the New Wing Order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at New Wing Order. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd 901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and theme trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing club quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis' most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, easy mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right, kids, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Now. Back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. All right, and we're back to Cerrito Live. Kevin Cerrito is, uh, again, not here today. Kevin will be back next Saturday with Cerrito Live. The rest of the hour will be back as well again at the 11 o'clock hour. And that same night on June 22nd, Cerrito will be ringside at the rec room for 901 Wrestling. That's right, twice a month. They set up a wrestling ring in the middle of Memphis' favorite barcade. 
You can watch real live professional wrestling at the rec room. So five dollars. It costs five dollars to get in, and all ages are welcome. I've seen very small children there as well as teenagers. So make sure you bring out your kids; they are welcome. Uh, but to be, if you're under 21, you must be with a parent or a guardian. For those of you who don't know, the rec room is right off of Sam Cooper Boulevard at 3000 Broad Avenue. And check out recroommemphis.com for more info. Don't miss real Memphis wrestling at the rec room. And if you're looking for somewhere to watch the NBA draft on June the 20th, me, myself, Anthony Sane. My podcast co-host Cam Rose and Kevin Cerrito will reunite at the rec room as they as we host a draft party featuring Grizzlies trivia with prizes from the Memphis Grizzlies. The draft will be on all giant screens with sound and trivia will start uh, during commercials after the Grizzlies pick at number two. Plus, there will be a live mic for me, Cam, and Cerrito to give our instant draft analysis. It's free to attend and free to play starting at 6 on draft night at the rec room. And we are back for the, uh, the final segment of the show. I've got two special guests with me, two guys who are, have a gym. Uh, of what they're, When I say gym, they have a gym two ways. They have a gym like a, a prize, and they have a gym like a gym where you play basketball. But these, <laughs> like these two that. guys uh, have a, a hidden gym in the city of Memphis that is coming soon that I really want you guys to know about. I have my guy Ace McGee and also my friend Earl Harden here with me today. They're with the Ace League, and what the Ace League is is a summer program league, something that the city of Memphis has desperately been missing over the years. Um Guys, I grew up on the uh, the Southern, uh, Southern Heritage Classic. Grew up on the Bluff City Classic, which was some of the most amazing moments in basketball I can remember from my, from um, from my childhood. I remember seeing uh, Todd Day and Penny Hardaway go at it, wow. and uh, and it was always an opportunity for you to see guys who uh, either former Tigers versus new co- incoming Tigers or former NBA players against other former NBA players from the city or guys you had never heard of mm-hmm. that were giving to some of the greats the business. I, I remember this over the years. And I know that the Bluff City Classic got restarted about, this was like about, feels like about 10 years ago now. Yep. They, yep. they tried it and, and that kind of faded away. But you're bringing in a different, a new pro-am league right. with support from some of the same guys and with a different spin on it. Definitely. And uh, tell us some about the Ace League first before we get started. Well, the Ace League is a league that, I could have moved it anywhere because mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely just like the Bluff City Classic. All the fans in the city, you know, they, they everybody was in love with the Bluff. But I kept it in my neighborhood because I think that the kids in my neighborhood and all over the city, really, they need to see these guys that have gone through the same things mm-hmm. they're going through. But they made it. The same struggles and the same, uh, you know, opportunities, you know, to get to the next level, get to the NBA, to get to college. Mm-hmm. These guys, uh, Lester Hudson, uh, uh, Penny Hardaway. He was he was a kid that you know he was he was the same kid, and without you know the University of Memphis and people you know getting behind him and mentoring him, he he wouldn't be where he is right now. But you know they did, and that's that's what we're trying to do at uh, thirty three eighty five Austin P. Well, something I know about you, Ace, you're you're more than just promoting a pro am league or promoting an event. Right. You're someone that I know has a heart for young people in the community Definitely. of Memphis. You said that, and that's something I can vouch for. Definitely. Uh, I've seen what you do. Uh, I know you have a skills camp that you do. You're Definitely. doing daily. You're doing that now. Definitely. And I've seen. I've been there. I've seen some of the things you've been doing with the young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, really taking time out to teach guys skills, and not just having them run up and down the court right. and scrimmaging with the basketball. Right. I've seen you with the chairs and the cones and, uh-huh. and, 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 and the megaphones. I've yep. seen I've seen you out with these guys, yep. and I've seen guys who I know are, you know, middle school or, or high school players and mm-hmm. kids who you know are probably novice level athletes. And it's not something you're doing to to line your pockets. You're doing exactly. this to actually help these kids. Tell us about what you're doing in in the daytime with your kids. Well, we put a good group of guys together, like uh, Earl here, myself, Brandon Johnson, Fred mm-hmm. Smith, you know, former. He's uh, a globe charter, right? Yeah, I saw him spinning the ball on, on YouTube. Yeah. Definitely. 
And, you know, if you're going to teach the kids, you got to teach them right. You know, it's not about, you know, bringing them in and letting them work out and make $5, $6, $20, whatever, mm. waste a day with them. You know, you have to teach them the, the right fundamentals of basketball before they can do anything else. Before you can teach them how to put the ball between their legs, you have to teach them the fundamentals. And you have to teach them how to follow instructions. So, Basically, that's, that's that's what we're teaching uh, right now. Because I saw you guys uh, were trying to get some bad habits out of kids. Uh, <laughs> I saw I was in there yesterday, and I saw kids that were uh, worried about worried about more so how they looked, how cool they looked, Definitely. than actually getting the drills right. Definitely. Like I just kept hearing y'all pressing the kids, go full speed, go full full speed, mm-hmm. and they were trying to look cool while losing the ball and all that type of stuff. Right. <laughs> and I just saw, like right. you just did now, I saw guys right. rolling their eyes and things like that. Right now, uh, switching over back to the ace league. Right. You mentioned Lester Hudson and Penny Hardaway, which is already enough for me because I'm just trying to scratch my head uh-huh. that, that, you, that you've got Penny there. And Lester Hudson is also one of the all-time greats. Definitely. Who, uh, the Kobe killer, uh, Lester, Lester Hudson. Kobe killer. <laughs> Mama killer. Everybody remembers uh, the game where Lester went off against the Lakers playing for the Grizzlies. Definitely. What are some of the other guys that you guys are going to have uh, you're expecting well, to see over the summer? We're going to see Jeremy Hunt, of course. Jeremy Hunt, mm-hmm. uh, Sean Taggart, Adonis Thomas. Hopefully we'll get Joe. We've had Chris Crawford. Uh, over the years, uh, when you say Joe, was that Joe Jackson you're talking about? Little Joe, we okay. Need little Joe, we definitely need Little Joe. Chris Jones, he's definitely uh, uh, keep a keep a piece of what we're doing. Wait, so you're saying we might see some Joe Jackson versus Chris Jones in 2019? We'll definitely see Chris here. Oh, okay, yeah, that that sounds like somebody I need to be it. Definitely. And for those of y'all who are uh, who want to see more of the H League, uh, I actually have footage from uh, last season. I'm putting that out on my Twitter right now as as we speak. If you guys want to check that out, that's at Saint Asylum on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We got we getting my boy A squared away as far as his social uh, media is concerned. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's going to be coming soon as well. I'm sharing a video clips from last year. So it said, "What's the address again for uh, the A uh, League? It's going to be 3385 Austin P at the A Showcase Arena with the voice of Earl Hart. <laughs> and speaking of Earl Hart, he's right beside me. For those of you who don't know Earl Hart, Earl was uh, doing uh, some on court stuff. At Memphis Madness uh, this year, correct? Uh, yeah, correct, correct. I got some questions for you too, bro. Because I'm, I'm Memphis born and raised, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. green to come down to certain things. All right, <laughs> now, it's two it's two Tiger basketball questions that I want to know because I'm making assumptions of what these things mean. I'm like, okay, I'm probably wrong. So let me ask, let me ask the voice Earl Hart himself because I know he knows. I know he's not out there just saying that he don't know where it comes from. <laughs> two Tiger basketball nicknames that I need to get understanding of are Peso for Jeremiah Martin and First Forty Eight. For, um, help me out. Um, for, uh, All right. Um, for Tyler Harris, help um, help me out with those two. Let's start off with Peso. Honestly, honestly, I can't give you the <laughs> the, the real the, reason the background on Peso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was like, when, okay. When they told me about Peso. When he told me about, hey, I figured that as well. I figured it was a, a it alternate was, meaning. To it, it was basically a, a situation where, um, where before before madness, and I was going to. Uh, most of the practices and uh, getting more familiar with the players and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so forth. Um, I was hearing Peso. That's what I was like. I was like, who is Peso? Right. Right. And so, um, but I actually got a chance to uh, be the announcer. Uh, shout out to Mark. <laughs> um, I was the announcer for Tyler. Mm-hmm. His 12th grade year. Okay. At Cordova. I did a lot of their home games and, uh, he got first forty eight by just basically <laughs> tearing mouths out. Okay. On a consistent <laughs> basis. Uh Tyler was I mean, literally uh coming across coming across half court 
just letting it go. Okay. Uh, you're hearing things like uh, he has no, uh, no, uh, no, no. No sense of range. I mean, he mm-hmm. just, he, you know, you got to guard him from the parking lot. Fact. So, you know, you kind of heard a, a plethora of, of, of things, uh, of nicknames on Tyler. I, I'm just surprised that stuck, uh, right. honestly, you know. Because when I heard it, when I was in Memphis, man, it's okay. I started hearing first four days, okay, where am I and do I need to leave? Because that's, 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 like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out why, we, why, why that, I'm here in first four days. Is that a good analogy we need to be using? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, like uh, I, I like what you do as far as so, – so I assume that you're going to be doing the voice for uh, yes, the yes, Ace League too. Yes. Okay, yeah, I got, I got to be there for that. And uh, that's going to be starting this Wednesday. Is that correct? Is it 7 p.m.? Six, 6 p.m. It, yeah. All right, and it's what two games tonight? Three games. Three games. Okay, yeah, yeah I definitely will be there. I'm gonna try to get my guy Johnson out of the, out of the house for that one, as well yep. as some other uh, media guys in the yep. city. It's gonna be a rematch. Uh, it's a rematch of the championship game. game. Mm-hmm. So who's gonna be? Who? What three teams are playing in the first game? The first night. We got the Warriors, Warriors, and the Blazers. All right, who's who's on those teams? Are the are, are your teams set already? Uh, they had Jeremy Hunt. Well, they have Jeremy Hunt, mm-hmm. Sean Taggart, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Jones from uh, Raleigh, Egypt. Right. And they're going to play Penny Hardaway, Marshawn, Noah. So Penny's playing? I'm not sure. I okay. don't know if he's busy. Okay. He, he usually doesn't check in until around playoff time. Okay, I He'll come you. in and take over the league, and Lester won't miss a shot. And <laughs> right. So him and, right. him and uh, Lester on the same team. Lester, Lester Marshawn, okay, yeah. uh, Tyler Stone. I heard the Penny stacks teams, too. Though. He's oh, all, definitely. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> not going to lose. Okay, I got you. Why would, why would you want to? Why, <laughs> right. Why would you not? Be a bad right. look of Penny out there getting dead by somebody. So <laughs> is, is my guy James Justice going to be there? Ooh, he, he, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. And another guy that's uh, yes, a known uh, Memphis legend, uh, Pegram, um, A.J. Pegram. A.J. Pegram, Courtney Pegram. Oh, yeah. Boy, it's tough, man. Murderous, yeah. Tough. But yeah, man, I'm what looking about for D-Ray? you know D-Ray Boone? Uh uh-uh. I I probably seen him just might not know what his name is. Keep that name. Okay. Keep I am definitely name. gonna be there, man. For for sure. I'm definitely gonna be there. Right. Uh Ain't like saying. I said, you guys, that starts uh this Wednesday at six PM. Right. At thirty three eighty five Austin P. And so what's the name of the center that is in? A showcase arena. And, uh, and the, it showcases, you know, for the kids and everybody in the in the city to showcase their talent. Right. And it's definitely kid friendly. I'm sure you guys are gonna have yes. uh uh, sessions and things like that as well. Definitely. I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, Ace has put a lot into the facility, getting it ready for this event. I mm-hmm. see Ace every day. Right. And uh, like I, when I heard what he was doing, I said, yeah, man, I got to get you on uh, this radio show I'm doing. We appreciate it. Well, we thank you guys for coming out, man. I appreciate uh, you having us. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'll be there Saturday. I try to get as many of my guys to come out as possible to check it out. Like yeah. I said, summer basketball in Memphis is back. It's the great, Ace League great. is here. Yes, sir. Uh, former NBA players, uh, former Tiger greats are going to be there. Uh, like I said, if you want to see more, it's on my Twitter page at Saint Asylum. Uh, more information will be on there as well. But guys, it's been good. Really great to see you guys. Appreciate you All right, appreciate y'all coming out, man. Thank Again, you, man. that was Ace McGee and Earl Harden of the Ace League. We're about to take a commercial break. When we come back, me and John are going to wrap up the show. We're going to talk some, uh, probably some more uh, Grizzlies NBA draft stuff, some Grizzlies free agency coaching stuff, and we'll be back for Cerrito Live. I'm here with the two-time Southern Hot Wing Festival yeah. champ. What do you have to say to the people of Memphis? The first thing you got to realize, brother, is this right here is the future of wings in Memphis. You can call us the new wing order, brother. We know your championship wings, but what about the rest of the menu? We've got a dropkick and buffalo chicken taco and a vegan-friendly avocado taco. And Memphis is only hot wing nachos, brother. You heard it here, folks. You can find the new wing order food truck or book them at newwingorder.com or follow them on social media at newwingorder. 
Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, white paper scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. How's it going, everybody? I'm Nick Schifani. And I'm Adam Schifani. In addition to being brothers, we're the founders of Nerd901, a blog and podcast embracing the nerd culture in Memphis and around the world, all from our home base here in the 901. You can check out our team's exclusive content at nerd901.com. And while you're on the site, you'll want to take a look at the latest Surreal Entertainment schedule. Every week, we post an updated list of Surreal's upcoming bingo and themed trivia events, from TV shows to video games to music to movies and much more. No matter what you like, Surreal Trivia has a theme night just for you. And with our handy guide, you'll never miss out on any of our free fun. Nerd out about trivia and whatever else you love at nerd901.com and our Twitter at nerd underscore 901. Nerds unite! Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard, every Tuesday during Pike Night at Elbow, and every Friday night at Memphis Maid's Tap Room. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And we're back, final segment of the show, Cerrito Live. Kevin Cerrito is not here today. Of course, this is Anthony Sane from the Memphis Flyer chiming in, as well as Outsiders Podcast. I also have a guest host with me today is Jonathan Marshall of Fox 13. Got it. There it is. <laughs> Fox 13. We, we were talking about some other TV people as, uh, <laughs> when we were on the break. Very, very it's positive all conversation. No, it's all, it's all yeah. Love. yeah, all love. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about people that just come in and just take over us uh, media scrums. But yeah, you know? it's all good. It's all good. Because uh, I get it. Because uh, I, I intentionally asked a question that I knew would get some. I was trying to do my meet the new coach right. question, so I wanted him to know who I was, what he, what was coming. That was a funny question. Too. Oh yeah, it was. It was I love that. I, one. I wanted to put him in, in an awkward position just so you could remember. Okay, that's the guy. <laughs> and also, if you go back and look at that clip, you know where Grizz's PR was. Oh yeah, doing it right. You knew where they were standing. Uh-huh. When I asked the question, yeah. Tayshawn Prince and Zach Kleiman immediately looked at yeah. yep. Grizz PR like, yep. Yep. and I, I went back and watched it just to see, just yeah. to watch their eyes. And as soon as I asked the question, they immediately looked at Grizz PR. It was hilarious. But, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, man. Speaking of uh, the Grizzlies, um, NBA draft is coming up Thursday. Uh, you got to come to our draft party if you can, bro. You, you, when is it? Uh, Thursday, the night of the draft. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you could come or not. I, like, I think I anchor the morning show, so I might okay, be able to yeah, slide Yeah, through. it's going to be at uh, 6 p.m. at the rec room. Okay. Uh, me, my, myself, Cam Rose, and uh, Kevin Cerrito, we're hosting. I want to I say I thought that CJ was going to be there. I think CJ from uh, – from Peter Emerson's experience is going to be here too. Okay. But, um, yeah, man, like I said, um, it's it's going to be a great night because the Grizzlies, we we went into the draft 
and, and went into the final weeks of the season thinking that we would be picking eighth, ninth, or something like that. And now, um, or, or sorry, picking eighth or not picking at all. I uh, thought we might be conveying the pick. And then you're in a situation where you have an opportunity to take a a high-level, top-tier, the reason why you tank level player. And the Grizzlies never tanked the whole season. They just had an unfortunate season um, where they just kind of were bad. <laughs> I mean, they just kind of were what they were. So for them to be a team that was relatively trying hard the rest of the entire season and then to be gifted uh, the number two pick is uh, phenomenal. And here, here's my take on the whole thing as far as the number two pick is concerned. I'm a big John Morant guy. I 1 million percent think the Grizzlies should take John Morant. But in the event that they did something different and took R.J. Barrett, I wouldn't be totally messed up about it because I, 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 don't, I don't have to down-talk R.J. Barrett to find the good things that are in John Morant. And I've seen a lot of people doing it. Like they, they're trash. They're trying to trash R.J. Barrett, which doesn't make any sense because R.J. Barrett is a phenomenal basketball player. But for uh, the team's needs and as far as the chemistry and interaction between himself and, and uh, Jaron, I just think he's the better fit. So where are you at as far as that goes, uh, John? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think Ja, ja Moran is the guy, um, especially in today's game. You 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 need to be dynamic at that point guard spot mm. on a nightly basis. You got guys, not even mentioning Steph, I'm talking about the Aaron Fox is on the come up. You know, you, you got a bunch of young point guards mm-hmm. hungry and ready to take over, especially in our Western Conference. You get a guy like Ja, what he does with the basketball, his vision, his playmaking ability, and teaming him up with a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr., I feel like you're set up. You have your point, and you have your your, your black unicorn, right? As, as you say, right. <laughs> so you're you're ready to go, and I'm glad you pointed out that about R.J. Barrett. I, I feel like R.J. Barrett is going to be a, a very solid player. You don't put up the numbers that you do at that level at Duke and not be a baller, right? Like he may have some weaknesses, as all these guys do. But, you know, what, what he possesses at that size, the ability to just, you know, give him the ball, move out the way, and just, just put the ball in a hoop, you know, that's – you can't teach that. Yeah, you can't teach that yeah. at all. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset either way, whether we got R.J. Barrett or John Morant. Mm-hmm. Anyone – if they tried to do anything else weird or cute, I'd have a problem with it. But <laughs> uh, as far as picking from one of those two guys, I really think you can't go wrong. No. Another thing that I think that adds to Jaw, why I lean Jaw over, over uh, R.J. is the fact that the city of Memphis is a different type of city. Mm-hmm. You know that. You, oh, yeah. moved, you moved here yeah. um, this year. Mm-hmm. Memphis is different. And if I was to ask myself, okay, who could I see being here for a nine, ten-year run where, where, where you don't worry about a team coming in trying to pluck him out or the national media trying to push a narrative to push their guy out mm-hmm. like they've pretty much done with uh, Anthony Davis? Because NBA, NBA national media will do that. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll look at a guy and say, okay, that guy doesn't need to be there. They'll look at a city like Memphis. Okay, the NBA doesn't need to be in Memphis. Those are narratives that they'll push. And if I think, okay, what guy would be the best fit to come against that whole push to get him out of the city or to want, would want to stay in the city and also would push against the whole Memphis needs to get out of the NBA thing? I'm betting on the guy from the country boy from South Carolina, mm-hmm. the the counted out zero star recruit, never was given a chance, got a chip on his shoulder. Give me that guy over the polished Canadian dude who you know what I mean, <laughs> like like yeah. what to do. Always been the number one player in the nation, and I just think Josh is just a better fit. I I could just see him coming in in the city and loving him like Zach Randolph or Tony Allen mm-hmm. or a James Posey type guy back in the past, a guy who could just come in and kind of fit the DNA of the city. Not saying that R.J. Barrett wouldn't fit, but Josh just feels like such a natural fit with the with the natural fibers of the city. I just right. think he fits in so well 
as far as that goes. And I think those things matter. Um, he's just, you know, he's he's a hungry guy who's, who feels like feels like he's been left out all the time and feels like he has a chip on his shoulder. And that's what Memphis is. Uh, the famous Zach Randolph quote when he said, you know, ain't nothing ever been given to me. I'm, I'm a blue-collar guy. This is a blue-collar town. Right. Uh, it's just one of my favorite uh, Grizzly quotes of all time. That's that's the type of player that John Morant is. Yeah. And I just think he embodies the city more uh, than um, R.J. Barrett would be. Now, those aren't the things that you use to determine who you pick in a draft. But when you're looking at players who are that close to each other, those are the things that should put one guy over the top of the other one. Right. And I think that uh, that's why I lean so heavily towards uh, Ja uh, over RJ. But it's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to see other things that they might that might happen around draft night, like a Mike Conley trade or my, yeah. what happened as far as when free agency starts up in July. Hoping Ja, ja whoever it is, can play in the summer league yeah. as well. And that's what I, I said this on Twitter, man. Something just makes the NBA so much better than any other rooted poop league that you guys <laughs> like, including the NFL. The fact that there's two things about the NBA that are three things that I'll say that make the NBA stand out. The fact that the NBA season just ended the other day. And if it had went, if it had went game seven, it had been, been ending Monday, yeah. right? Imagine yeah. it. Sunday. NBA uh, uh, Sunday, right? Oh, Sunday? Okay, okay, Sunday. If, if it was game seven, it would have been. Sunday, right? It been Sunday. Okay. All right, that would have been the final game of the NBA season. Yeah. Then you turn around in four days, draft, and you got the NBA draft on Thursday, and then in like a week or so, those guys are going to be playing each other in the freaking summer crazy. league. And then Adam Silver's even trying to do now where he's doing a cup at the end of the season. Yeah, hey bro, I actually looked into that. I thought it was goofy when I first heard it, but some of the stuff that's proposing that is dope, bro. That's legit. Like he, <laughs> he was saying, like uh, instead of having a lottery. Put the eight, put the uh, t- worst eight teams in the league right. in a single elimination tournament and let them play for the number one pick. I was I'm like, bro, I was so watched it, bro. I was so watched it, and you know the, the ratings would be off the chain, oh, yeah. bro. Oh, Imagine yeah. Knicks fans, how crazy they would have went <laughs> having to watch uh, Kevin Knox or right. whoever, you know, compete for the number one pick. Right. That would be freaking amazing, bro. <laughs> Like, it's just the pride that you were seeing it. Um, even free agency. We're talking yeah. about free agency at the beginning of the season before <laughs> yeah, the season bro. even starts, talking about this 2019 class. Yeah. So it doesn't stop. And then as far as the All-Star Weekend, it's the yeah. most fun. It's, it doesn't matter just like any other sport, but it's it's more fun than, than, than anything the NFL does, even baseball. NBA is just an awesome league. Oh, I agree. You know me, I'm a hoop head, so yeah. I'm, I'm a, get I, out of I, my face, bro. I, I, I just NBA tweeted out. I tweeted out yesterday, summer league games on deck, right? You know, so I'm even, ready to go. even when I used to watch the NFL, bro, big time. Yeah, I still couldn't name twenty dudes in the NFL outside of the team I like. Right, right. like I, I can definitely can tell you what they look like. The right. NBA is a players league, mm-hmm. and they do everything in the world to showcase the players and let them be personalities. Man, get out of here, man. I'm but, with it. But yeah, <laughs> Thursday night at the rec room, like I said, we're gonna have the NBA draft watch party. You're gonna see. The next uh, uh, Grizzlies player uh, that we're going to have, and uh, it's going to be amazing. Like I said, Kevin Cerrito is going to have trivia going on. Myself and Cam Rose will be there. We're going to be at the rec room. I plan on getting insanely drunk that night as well. So you get enjoy to see, the night. You get to see me in all that splendor. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that splendor, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but it's been good, man. Yes, cool sir. hour. Like I said, props to all our guests. Props to Kelly Evans from the Undefeated. Props to Earl Harden and Ace McGee of the Ace League, which starts Wednesday at thirty three eighty five Austin P. Props to my man. Uh, crap, I almost got everybody's name right. It's, I, I have hor- I'm horrible with names. <laughs> Pops to my man, Max Vincent, on the other side of the glass. Pops to my friend, uh, Jonathan Marshall. For, I know, man. It's like, it's, it's, what station am I from? What from Fox 13. Hey, there it is, man. I feel so accomplished. I, I feel like I'm proud of myself. But yeah. It's all good. <laughs> but it's been real. We'll see you guys again. Cerrito Live.